Welcome to track number seven of Mission America. Right. The fourth reason why you must please God is that when you please God, right, He's going to make you a memorial. Amen. Spiritually, a memorial. You, 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 you see, when you please God, that is when you will be remembered. When you please men, you will not be remembered. How many want to be remembered for some doing something right? Isaiah 56. Verse 3. Neither let the son of the stranger that hath joined himself to the Lord say, The Lord hath utterly separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbath, and choose the things that please me. This is what the Lord says to eunuchs who keep the Sabbath and choose the things that please me. Amen. You see, there are some eunuchs. They didn't have much physically, but they pleased the Lord. Amen. You know, just lower the base. Lower the base. Don't be afraid of lowering it. Lower it. Hello? Hello? Alright. Now, there are always people that try to please God. And what's going to happen when you try to please God? That's why Paul said, we've been recommending ourselves to the consciences of men in the sight of God. We've been looking at pleasing God and impressing God. Amen? And he said, yeah, it's better. He said, even unto them will I give in my house and within my walls a place and a name better than of sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Amen. You see, you will have everlasting fruits and an everlasting name. You will not be remembered. You will not be forgotten because you decided to please God. Read the verse before, verse 4. Verse 4 says, Thus says the Lord to the eunuchs that keep my Sabbath and choose the things that please me. Once again, I'm saying, I'm talking about pleasing God instead of pleasing human beings. You can actually make people be happy with you, have a good mind about you, but you don't make God happy. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to let you rather decide to please God rather than deciding to please men. Amen. And when you do that, God is going to make you an everlasting memory. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? 
Is it a good thing? Amen. When you impress man, it may look as though you are doing something good. When I look at some of the politicians in the country, even in America, who try to please men, no one even remembers them. Four years went and they have gone. The politics is all about pleasing people. Yeah. They are gone forever. And in heaven, all that you did for the sake of politics has no place there. It's just the world of men. Pleasing men, impressing men. People choose you. People choose that. If somebody is in this country and chooses to become an evangelist of homosexuality. Right? There may be some people that will be impressed with you and say, you are liberating people and you are liberal and people may choose you and even vote for you and you may win elections but when you get to heaven you may be surprised at the disgust that will face you for eternity and how disgusted everybody in heaven will be even when we do good things it's not easy. Regina wrote a book and he saw, he had a vision. And in the vision, a man had written books. And when this man got to heaven and he saw his books, it was like he was coming for judgment. All the things he had done on earth had been arranged. So you stand by your things that you've done. And they are there. You are also there. When he saw the books, in the light of heaven and glory. He wanted to rush to the book, but you, you couldn't rush. He wanted to rush and crush them into powder so that they wouldn't be there. What? Disgraceful. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's why I try to write my books you know, in relation to the scripture. Yeah. In relation to scripture. Amen. I, all my books are I hope, I hope that when I get to heaven and they bring them up I won't want to rush and crush them into powder are you listening so God is going to judge us so let's try to impress the Lord amen number six number five when you please God Instead of in pleasing men, right? God will give you things you do not even ask for. When you please God, God will give you things you do not even ask for. Amen. Are you listening? Wow. God will give you things you do not even ask for. Hallelujah. Amen. You will not even ask, and the Lord will do it. In First Kings chapter 3 and verse 9, 8, 9, etc., etc., you find the scripture saying, um, And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked, this thing. You see, God was impressed with the prayer. Amen. Wow. 
And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, where you prayed has impressed me so much, and you have not asked for long life for yourself, neither have you asked for riches for yourself. Oh, these are so that you didn't ask for money. He <laughs> was so impressed you didn't ask for money. Huh? For yourself. Neither did you ask for riches. You didn't ask for your enemies to be killed. But you asked for yourself understanding to discern judgment. Wow. Behold, I have done according to thy works. And I have given thee a wise and understanding heart. So that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any rise arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. You didn't ask for it. I gave it to you. Riches. Honor. So that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Listen. There are things you will not ask for. God will give them to you because you please Him. Now, think about it. Think about it. When you please somebody, the person starts to think of what to do for you without you asking. So, pleasing somebody is like actually asking for something. (laughs) Yeah. You know, in, in Ghana, it is not easy to get into a medical school. The medical school that I went to, very difficult to get into. So when my daughter, my daughter got into medical school, I was pleased. Wow. Yeah. Because you have to have a certain grade, and they chose 4,000 people, out of which they, 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 they did an exam. Out of the whole country, first of all, the grades. Then they chose 4,000 people and they invited all the 4,000 to come and do another exam. Which is chosen by the computer. And after doing that 4,000, they wait and then they keep watching the website, all their friends to see. Then the name will appear if you have been appeared. And they are choosing 600 people. To come for an interview. Out of the four thousand, out of the whole country, your your grades, and you are competing with those who have seen the questions already. The school she went to, they didn't they don't see questions. They're not even allowed to see your parents. They're not allowed to see your even your parents. You're not allowed to have even a visitor. Or well, months before the exams. And out of that, they choose, you do the exam with others. Then they choose 4,000. Then after that, they choose out of the 4,000. You don't know anybody. You don't see anybody. It comes into um, the 600. And the 600 are going for an interview or an exam. Actually, it's an exam because they have questions that they ask them. And out of that, choose 120 of them or so out of the 600 who have passed the special exam. 
Yeah. So by the time each one was a stressful, um, yeah, corner, do this, then another selection, then after that another selection, then another selection. Yeah. So by the time she finished, and she said, you got medical school? I never thought you'd go to medical school in Ghana. It's a very good school. That's where we were all trained. I was pleased. She didn't have to, she didn't have to ask me for some certain things. I've already planned in my imagination. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it is. What do you think? So I am sure that when you please God, a whole lot of imaginations will be going on. God even knows what you like and what you want and what is good for you. You don't even pray for those things. And then he just does them for you. Wow. You see, this is how God wants to, you to work with him. Find what pleases him. Don't, don't, people, eh, I tell you, the person you are trying to impress will not be there and has no power in your life. He can't say good, bad, stay here, come, go, nothing. And by pleasing the person, you have asked the person for something without even asking. And you never open your mouth to ask. Then he decides. You see, sometimes you meet some people, they say, I don't pray about this, I don't pray about this. They don't need to pray about it. They don't need to pray for that. They don't need to pray for money. They don't need to pray. Like God told someone, you didn't ask for money. I was impressed, you know, the fact that you didn't even ask for it. I was impressed that you know, no money prayers, no kill enemies. You didn't think about enemies. Just let them all be there. I'm so impressed with you. You know, so I tell you, when you decide, I'm going to, I'm going to bear fruit. Ah, God will look after you. God has taken care of me for all these years since I chose to be in the ministry. Yeah. True. He has. More than I can explain. I cannot explain. He has blessed me so much that I don't have to pray about it. Amen. So, I cannot share some of it. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> huh? For security reasons. <laughs> Amen. I want to encourage you to please Him. To be pleasing Him. To be pleasing Him. Don't try to please me. Me? You please me? Who am I? I am. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm a struggler. I'm struggling just like you. I'm struggling to please God myself. I'm, I'm also struggling to be a good Christian. So you too, don't think about me. Think about Him. I advise you. Yeah. I'm also struggling to attain, to get there. I want to see, I want Him to smile. 
when he sees me, be happy. Oh, I'll be so happy if he's happy. Not that when I, when I get there, it's like I see people holding papers and files, but it's walking up and down. Yeah, I had a vision like that. Did I share a vision like that? I didn't share that vision with you. It wasn't you. Mm, okay, I shared something. It reminds me. Maybe I should share with you. Yeah. I'll see if it's on my iPad. I don't think so. It's not. Not yet. Okay. Wow. Fantastic. Try to please him. When you please him, he'll be so happy with you. You wouldn't pray about it. He will heal you. He will help you. You won't pray about it. I promise you. I mean, is that not how you are? Wouldn't you be happy if your child made you happy? Huh? Wouldn't you think of trying to do anything for your child? Because your child is doing well. Does he have to ask? You even think ahead. The child will be there. You've thought of this. You've thought of that. You've thought of this. And wilder than the child has thought about. Sing it for me. To be pleasing. To be pleasing you. Pleasing you. This is all. I really want to do to be pleasing you, pleasing you. This is all I really want to do. Lord, I want to live my life to please you. I bring my heart before you to be moved. Yes. Make of me a vessel fit for honor. That I may shine for you a sparkling gold. To be pleasing you. really want to do to be pleasing you just pleasing you this is all I really want to do and Lord I lived my life in full surrender And all that I hold dear, I give to you. I give it all to you, Lord. Purify my heart and make me holy. That I may walk the way that's pleasing you.
to do. Please God, please God, please God, please God, please God, please God, please God. Amen. Recommend yourself to God. Recommend yourself to God. Recommend yourself to God. Let God be happy with you. It's better. Yeah. Do everything because of God. What a blessing. Don't try to be rich. Try to please God. It's a better aim than trying to be rich. I'm telling you. I can advise you on that. Don't have a vision to be rich. Have a vision to please God. Have a, a, a passion to please God rather than a vision to be rich or successful or any of these things. Yeah. And see if pleasing God does not have a certain effect in your life. Now, let me tell you something. Someone says, oh, but I've been, I've, been, I've been trying to please God for some time. I've been pleasing God. I don't see the difference in my life. Now let me tell you something. There are some things that are intentional. You see, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in the field. Okay? And a man sold everything and bought the field to get the treasure in the field. What does it mean? It means that the kingdom of heaven has mysteries, like a hidden treasure. Like, it's not easy to see that this is a treasure. This is valuable. Is this, this is, is this valuable? Some of the things in the kingdom of God are not clear. Don't let the mysterious parts that exist confuse you about the general principles. Generally, God will bless you with long life. There are some people that God may shorten their life or give them a very short life for whatever mysterious reason. That does not remove the principle that generally God will bless you with long life. But there are some mysteries. Our sister Lily is gone. Does it mean she didn't please God? Don't think that way. There are some, you see, there are always some things that throw in and then this, it's like we don't understand. Like if you watch air crash investigations, they will have, this means this, this was this, this means this. But this thing throws a question about the whole investigation we've done. It makes us uncertain of what is going on. That's how the kingdom of God is. You see that, oh, oh if you serve God, you even have a good marriage. You marry the right person. God will help you. He will look after you. Then you see one. You, you serve God. You married. Did everything. You married the wrong person. The right became wrong. It became a beast. Then it looks like that principle is not true. Oh, so if you serve God, you will have a long life. He will give you health. He will give you strength. He will strengthen you so that you will live to do His will. Then you see somebody who is pleasing God, who is doing everything you can imagine. Then suddenly, so, 
die. And then you, you begin to think that principles doesn't work. So it confuses things. But you see, it is intentional that the God is always, is, there will still be mystery. Anything to do with God, there will always be some, some cloud where things are not so clear. Yeah. That should not confuse you. Or should not mean that, oh, God doesn't answer prayer. God doesn't bless. If you serve God, it's not this. Oh, but we've tried to please God. Look at what has happened. Look at how this has turned out. If it is how, is it how to reward somebody who pleases God? If you are God, is that how? You see, one pastor said something. He had a tragedy in his life. You know? And in the midst of his pain, he said, if you say God did this, then he said, I would rather become a Muslim. A great man of God. I couldn't believe he was saying what he was. He said, I would rather be, become a Muslim than to continue to serve this God. If this is what he did. If he has anything to do with this thing that has happened, then I want to become a Muslim than to be a Christian again. I mean, a man of anointing and miracles. But you see, that's what I'm saying. That Don't do that to God's word. Don't do that to God. The there will always be mysteries. That's why Ephesians 1 9 speaks of the mystery of His will. It's not so clear. When we get to heaven, there will be things that will be explained. Yeah. And, you know, as you serve God, you can easily be thrown off. All those things happen. This will go on. This one didn't work. This one didn't work. start to say, oh, there's no God. God. What has God? What has, what has, what has Major Methel done? What has He done? God has taken Him out of our midst. He was here with us. Raising funds, he would donate, he would come. There's that difference. And what bad thing has he done? Honestly, I cannot think of anything that he has done that should make him go out of the earth at the time that he did. But don't be confused by that. Say, oh, there's no God. If you, if you serve God, if you love God, you, no. You see, that is where you become bitter. And you are now twisted. You have to accept that there will be things about God and about serving Him that you will not understand. Can I take it said, you know, you think when you see Jesus, you ask Him. Jesus appeared to Him. He, he forgot all the things He was going to ask Him. Yes. He forgot all the questions. He wanted to ask Him about somebody who had died. He said, one, I was listening to His preaching. You need to, the gift you gave me is one of the best gifts of my whole life. Yes. The gift He gave me, I always, this is it's like my, it's like my treasure. I was listening to one time he was preaching. He said, oh, we have just received a message that one of our top supporters, one of our top um, financiers has just died in a, in a plane crash or something. You know, in their camp meeting they were talking. You know, they said, we want to pray for the family. This and this. He was saying, oh, you know, it's like this has happened. That, that. Why would God take the main person who is supporting him? Is he not doing something good? You cannot use the mysteries of God to remove the principles that are true. They are still true. Yeah. But that's why somebody who serves God will still be looking up to heaven. You see, any red card is coming out of the coach's pocket. Because he could. Yeah. My, me, for instance, I don't have so much confidence. I'm always, Lord... And I please, how can I know 
when there is a mysterious component. <laughs> huh? Yeah, you can't feel confident anymore. You're always trembling. Oh yeah, you don't think so? Yeah, there's a mysterious component. It's always there. It makes you fear. It makes you humble. It makes you know that you are not in control. And sometimes it's good for us. It calms us down. When you see people talking confidently, you say, oh, it's good for you to be confident. Half of me, I don't have that strong confidence. I'm trusting God. I'm praying. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, let's thank the Lord. And let's please Him. And generally speaking, if you please the Lord, He will give you things you have not even asked for. It doesn't rule out mysteries. There are mysteries. When mysteries happen, you just sit back and say, wow, another mystery has just happened. It, 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 it questions the picture, the general picture. But generally, how many can say that, you know, since you found the Lord, it's better serving the Lord than without serving the Lord. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, tell, I mean, look, you are married, there are beasts, there are issues, there are things. But Charlie, when you put two and two together, it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. It's, it's, it's been worth having the Lord in our lives. It's been worth having the Lord in our lives. Living in this world of darkness. It's been worth having the Lord. You may ask me, you may ask me why I serve the Lord. You may ask me why I serve the Lord. Is it just for heaven's gain? Or to walk those mighty streets of gold? And to hear the angels sing. Is it just to drink from that fountain? Come on now. That never shall run dry. Or just to live forever. Forever and ever in that sweet old bye bye. But if heaven never was promised to me, neither God's promise to live eternally. It's been worth. It's been worth it. Just having the Lord. In my life, Come on now. I was living in a world of darkness. He came along and brought me the light. For I was living in a world of darkness. He came and brought me the light. And you may ask me why I serve the Lord. 
is it just for heaven's gain or to walk those mighty streets of gold Come on, sing it. and to hear the angels sing oh is it just to drink from that fountain that never shall run dry or just to live forever forever and ever in that sweet old by and by but if heaven came out of the cloud and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. I am pleased with him. Hear ye him. Listen to him. Listen to him. This, this one pleases me. Listen to him. God will supernaturally tell people to read your book 
and he would tell people to listen to your messages. He would tell people, this is the right thing. Supernatural. You you not even know why they have been touched. God will speak to them in the heart. When you come to visit them, to, to interact with them, God will speak in their heart. Listen to this guy who has come to visit you on this visitation. Or you, they will come and sit in the church with just a few people and you preach and the Spirit will tell them, listen to him, he's the bright pastor. This is my son speaking to you when you please him. He says, this is my beloved son. I am pleased with, this, with him. Listen to him. Listen to him. God made me listen to Kenneth Hagin. Nobody introduced him to me. God made me listen to Benny Hinn. Nobody told me to listen to Benny Hinn. God made me listen to Fred Price. God made me do some of these things. Made me listen to these people. Listen to the person. Listen to this person spiritually. Sometimes you wonder, you want to do things to make people like you. Dress this way, do this, do that, do whatever. You'd be surprised. When we began to play the Macanair on, on the radio, I was surprised at the people listening. So many people. Somebody said, I cannot sleep in the night because of that program. Because we play after midnight. And I, when, I, when I had, I said, don't play it in the day. These are not things to play. Play it for only those who want to listen in the middle of the night after people are supposed to be sleeping. Rather, it became very popular. Amazing. When people listen to you, it's spiritual. Yeah. And one of the ways to get people to listen to you is to not try to please them. They are so impressed when you don't please you, People are impressed when they realize you don't care. <laughs> it's amazing. They are actually impressed. And I mean, they are amazed to find somebody who just doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Yeah. So, Charlie... Try to please the Lord. Huh? You get it? Yeah. Don't try to just make people happy. Try to please the Lord. You know when I came here, the first scripture I read, it was a rebuke. That 33 Ezekiel. It was a rebuke. I started by rebuking you. And I saw that you loved me more. Where is the verse? Look at it. Yeah. Look at it. There's still Misha in the church. Thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. But I believe God asked me to come. So I'm pleasing Him. I don't really care who even comes to the camp or who doesn't come. I'm pleasing Him. And I believe Many, many, many churches are going to be born out of this particular camp. This particular camp. I really believe it in my heart. Which is why I'm here. I'm here for that purpose. It's happening practically. Yeah. I know Hawaii, Alaska. I mean, 
this Los Angeles, this, that, Mexico. I mean, some of these places, they, they will not, they, I mean, they cannot, they cannot keep us out. There must be missions. There must be churches. There must be new pastors. There must be lay ministers. There must be shepherds. There must be soul winning. Yeah. Yeah. There must be. There must be missions. She shops. You want she shops? Wow, we are watching. Just there must be movement before there must be she shops. There must be preaching. It's not about dressing and face doing things. Amen. How many of you accept that you become better, better even girls or even wives by coming to the camp? Which was not your aim was not to become a better candidate. You see how the work of God is. It's like your aim is this, then you get this and decide. It's like it's not your aim. You get. That's why I say it's not a good aim to be rich. Have an aim to please God. These other things will come on the side. Yeah. There must be missions. There must be pastors. And there will be. Tell your neighbor, there will be. There will be. No, at least there will be. There will be. Will, will, will be. There will be. Wow. Amen. Now, please God and impress Him. Because when you do, God will give you, well, this one is not so, you know, um, Exciting, per se, but God will give you promotion exams. No, not promotion. Promotion exams. Sometimes, because you please God, troubles come your way. Which is also mysterious. But I'm explaining the mystery. In this case, it's actually to promote you. But actually, the result sometimes of your pleasing God is trouble. And problems. Hmm. Mark 1, 11. And there came from heaven, saying, a voice, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately, immediately, hey, as soon as they were well pleased with him, immediately, the spirit driveth him to the wilderness. Oh, wilderness. In response to pleasing God. And 
There came a voice from heaven, saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. Verse 13. And there was in the wilderness forty days, tempted of no other than Satan, the fallen angel, the fallen angel. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered unto him. In response to what? Pleasing. Look at verse 11. There came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And immediately. <laughs> immediately. Troubles begin. Troubles. Troubles. Problems. Huh? In response to your pleasing God. You know, I remember about 12 years ago, 10 years ago, 12, maybe 12, a sister called me. She was having very terrible marital problems. Terrible. The kind of problem that would lead you to divorce. And I said to her, because when she described the problems, and I knew all about the problems, I knew in my heart that it was a promotion exam. So I told her, listen, it is because you are pleasing God. Brother, brother, stand up. Brother, stand up. Fire this particular brother. Ah, he feels, since he knows everything, bring bring him this way. Bring him this. Bring him this way. You know everything, isn't it? You want us to put it here. Come. too crafty. You get it? It's like you are clever. I'm coming to craftiness. I've not even reached craftiness and people are manifesting. You know everything. It's like, you say, oh, do this. It's like, do it quickly and go. I I know what you are going to do. Hey! Who said that? Mysterious. Yes. He holds our destiny in his hands. So, who's a chair? 
remember because I was in a hotel in Amsterdam and I was speaking to her on the phone in another country and I told her listen because you please God this is happening yeah it's because you please God this thing is happening you are going through a very sad and difficult test in your life yeah and when you come through you will be higher than you are now. I want, to, I want to tell all of you, don't be confused by the tests. A test is a painful... I don't know if Dr. Nosh remembers medical school in Ghana, some of the most difficult examinations in my whole life. I remember final part one. No, 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 no. I can never forget sitting in the hall, pediatrics hall, waiting. Nobody spoke a word. We were all there. Quiet. Tense. Very patient-filled. I never went to look at the results. Dr. Nosh always went to look for the results. And he was always confident. He was, was a, he was a, 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 a one student. Some of us were not having that confidence. He will always go and look at the results. And I will always stay behind. <laughs> and wait to hear the good news. If there was good news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you, an exam is not a nice thing. You wish the school would be without exams. Mm. Just classes. Just classes. Classes. No exam. But some of the things we are going through are because God has chosen you to lift you up higher. And some of the qualities he gives you are humility. Most of the tests give, give you humility qualities. Most examinations are like that. When you go through and you finish, you, say that you are cooler, you are humbler, you are more, whatever. That's one of the characteristics. You know that it changes you, makes you cooler, not too confident, not too strong. Not too arrogant, not too big, not too much talking, just coolly, just... Can't you see what life has done to you? It just made you cool. <laughs> just cool. The way life is, just cool down. That's life. Yeah. It doesn't mean God doesn't like you. That's why I told you, remember yesterday I was telling you one of the greatest days of my life. Do you remember or you don't remember? Somebody called me humble. It's a very high. Because it's not easy to be humble. Yeah. So sometimes you really please God. You do well. Then it's okay. Oh my daughter, I love you so much. 
I have to send you to this difficult school for this difficult test. Because, it's, because I love you so much. I have to give you this painful, 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 painful thing. But I know that when you finish, you'll be better. So, don't be sad. Lord, I've been serving you here. I've been doing everything for you. I've been doing everything for you. I'm not saying anything back. No. God loves you. Look, God is either a good God or a bad God. Choose. Which one is he? He's a good God. He's either a good God or a bad God. He's not like Molech. Molech is a goat devil, which people were worshipping. Half goat, half human. It would tell you, bring your child and bend your child. What type of gods are these? So, get ready, those of us who are pleasing to him, to go higher. Yeah. Derek Prince, you know, he has a small book I, I saw in Kenya. I just took it from a, a bookshop. I saw it. I just, let me quickly, I was going through. And he, he wrote in the book, I forget the name of the book, but he said, he was watching television and he saw a pastor. I hope it wasn't me. Anyway, he saw a pastor <laughs> preaching. And the guy was very powerful and explaining the great things God is doing in his ministry. And that's what's watching the guy. He said that, he thought to himself that this guy, it is good what God is doing. But with time, it would not be about what God is doing. But what is he able to go through and be humble and survive. But not what does he done, this, that, 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 no. So sometimes that church you have, 30 people, 30, 26, 14, 38. What is happening is that God is showing you even just humbling you in this work. Changing you. Making you cooler. Some of you maybe you didn't even respect me much. Just oh bishop. This, this, this. Some of those things, those words you mentioned. That God said, okay, I've heard it. And then he would take you through so that you respect. Later you cool down. That is why, you know, somebody asked me, I went to preach in a church. The church wasn't very big. He said, so how do you feel, you know, you preach? I said, look, when I come to a place like this, I see the pastor, I see him in the spirit. It's somebody who has suffered. For years he has been standing here. This is what he can do. And what has come out of his efforts. I admire him so much. It's when you grow, you realize it's not as you think it is. Not as you think it is. <laughs> wow. Are you listening to me? It's mysterious. It's mysterious. Amen. Yeah. Jesus prayed three times three times in the garden 
If it be your will, O oh Lord, let this cup pass over me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. Oh, Lord, I will accept your perfect will for my life today. Because you hold my destiny. You have a purpose for me. You have a plan for me. I want to follow your will. I love your perfect will. I love the choice you make for me. You love the choice he makes for you. I just love the mystery of your will. Mystery of your will. Just hold my hand and stay with me. Oh Lord, I trust in your will. I believe in your word. I'll go away. Lord. Hold my destiny. How many believe he holds your destiny? You have a purpose for me. You have a plan for me. I want to follow your will. Every day, every night, when I'm down on my knees, praying here, that your will may be done and your purpose How many points do you have about pleasing God? 
Number eight. When you please God, God will deliver you from certain women. That's one of the blessings of pleasing God. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 26. I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets and her hands as bands. Whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be taken by her. My God, my God. What an escape. Yeah. One of the blessings of pleasing God, God will save you from certain women. Now, somebody say, oh, really? All through your life, you will be interacting with women. And even women will be interacting with women. And a woman can spoil your life proper. You see, some, some people believe that Eve was not the first wife of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. And the first wife was somebody else, and she was rebellious. She was turned away. And then Eve was brought in. Yeah. Should I tell you more about that? You sure you want to know? I can even give you her name. (laughs) Some people believe that. I'm not saying I believe that, but I'm just telling you. Yeah. Because in the Bible, there are two accounts of the creation of woman. The first one, and then the second one. The first one, all were created, and male and female he created, and they were created in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis 1. Then in chapter 2, was another account of creation, where this time, Adam was alone. And an unusual step was taken to take. Because apparently the first wife was quarreling with him all the time. But they were created on the same day. (laughs) Yeah, she was a (laughs) co-equal. She was always shouting, Pia! <laughs> yeah. There are all sorts of 
things, you know. And she was a co-equal, <laughs> shouting cheer all the time. Because they were all created on the same design. They all came. Yeah. Yes. God created he them, two of them. And now it's like you want to tell me what to do. <laughs> so then she was taken away and then there was a second modification to give a companion to Adam who would be submitted to her, him. I don't know if it's true, but it doesn't really matter. Whatever the point is, you can see that a woman can be a better experience. Now, even if, you see, when the serpent came, now somebody said, what was that? These fantastic stories you are saying. We already believe fantastic stories. You know, a snake comes to talk, a walking snake and a talking snake. Now, the snake in the Bible, the serpent, had legs. He was upright. Because the punishment was that he would not, he would walk on the ground. So he had the legs before. Yeah. And there are different names for this serpent. Some, they have different names. And it was called like a feathered serpent. A bronze serpent. They may not be here as we think it would be. And he said, you know, he didn't, he avoided the man completely and came to the woman. Now, some people also believe that the serpent didn't just talk to the woman, but he slept with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, I'm explaining to you why some people think that way. Because when God was punishing them, he said, your seed, her seed, will fight with your seed. If you bring it up, he said, his seed will bruise the head of your seed. Genesis 3, somewhere down there, as a punishment. And he said, verse 16, yeah, he said, I will put enmity between thy, thee, thy seed and her seed. He was talking to, who was he talking to here? Verse 14, who was he talking to? Verse 14. The Lord was said to the serpent, now, in the Bible, you see, when he said, God, God, and I'll bless thy seed, Abraham. I'll bless thy seed. Thy seed shall be as this. Thy seed shall be this. It always speaks about the children, the offspring that you're going to have. So here, he says, and the Lord said to the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all the cattle of every field, and upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. Some people believe the woman's offspring, later ones, like Seth and those guys, and then the one that he had with the serpents. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I'm just showing you some things in the scriptures. This is just mysteries. Yeah, this is what, just what some people believe. You get it? But that doesn't really matter. What matters is that when you please God, He will save you from the woman and from women who will hurt you. Amen. Even when you are married. Even when you are not married. Even when you are a woman, He will save you. Because there is a bitterness that comes from the bands and the snares and the nets. And you, you women, you know your capabilities. Some women are not women. Hey. Just as some men are not men. I think I should stop all these mystical talkings. Yeah. But you got to be careful. Especially, you see, the Bible speaks about knowing an angel unawares when you are dealing with a stranger. Because you don't know, if you don't know Barbara's mother, father, maybe she wasn't born. Normally. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's why you, those who fall in love with strangers, it's very dangerous. If you read Proverbs 6, it says, to deliver thee from the stranger. My son, listen to my words. To deliver thee from the stranger. Not the strange woman, the stranger. And then he goes on to explain the strange woman. There are two things, but they are the same. The stranger, the strange woman is not just a bad woman. That the fact is that she is a stranger. Those who fall in love with strangers. Yeah. Put it up on the scripture, Mr. Scripture Man. To deliver it from the stranger. Proverbs 2.16. No, and another one. To deliver it from the stranger. To say. No, it's in King James, the stranger. I mean, from the stranger. Uh-huh. From the strange woman and from the stranger. Which flattereth with her words. Yeah. That's why I say, you know, if you, the best person to marry is somebody we know, you know well, that is a real woman. Yeah. Not an internet beloved. E beloveds. There's another there's another in Proverbs five or six. Seven. Yes, seven verse five. Proverbs seven verse five. That they may keep thee from the strange woman and from the stranger which flattereth with her words. 
You see, that's the main characteristic that you don't know her well. Yeah. So those of you who are not married, you get a, I should tell them, eh? But you are, you are married? You are married? Oh, okay. So I should tell them. <laughs> so one of, one of, one, you see, some people believe, some people believe that all the troubles in this world have been brought by women. Yeah. No, some people, I didn't say. I shouldn't tell you things again. Because Adam was, everything was cool. And then the whole problem came and Eve came and spoke to him and convinced him. And it's like the whole thing became a whole bad case. From the bands and the snares. It's like you've cornered me. If you love me. Do this. Don't you love me? Don't you love me? Adam? Adam? Adam, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. I love you, but you have to die alone. And you would have said Adam does not love his wife because he was too hard. So please God and be delivered. Marriage is like Lotto in a way. You hardly know what you are getting. Do you know Lotto? Do you have Lotto lottery? You have it here? It's almost like a lot- lottery. The lottery, you call the lottery? Okay. Lottery, lottery. It's almost like a lottery. You don't even know what you're getting. You sign in. What? Is this what I got? That's why God has promised for those who please Him, it will save you from a bitter experience in a bitter person. Wow. How many want to now please God for the rest of your life? There are too many blessings from pleasing God. I want to please God for the rest of my life. Amen. I'll give you one more point and then we are done. Please God because it will guarantee you the presence of the Lord. Presence of the Lord. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. The Father has not left me alone. Because I do the things that please him. So the presence of God is guaranteed when you please God. It's the cause of the presence of God. Is the pleasing God factor in your life. Can I have an amen from somebody? Wow. Pleasing God. Pleasing God. Guarantees his presence. The Father has not left me alone. Because I always do the things that please him. 
So the presence of God is going to go with you. Amen. Because you always do the things that please Him. How many want to please Him now more than ever before? I want to. I, want, I don't want to please men. And in fact, one of the ways you can know you are pleasing God sometimes is by just not pleasing men. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, you, you cannot please God and man. So you often realize that almost not pleasing man is almost, almost sometimes equivalent to pleasing God. Amen? Father, thank you for helping us to please you powerfully, to serve you powerfully, to love you powerfully. We thank you, we praise you, we honor you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Right, now I want us to receive an offering. Amen. Um, Give me a, a basket. We hope you have been blessed and transformed by this camp. To get the most out of it, you will need to listen to it over and over again. Make sure you listen to all the other camps in the Macanair. Don't forget to stop by our website at www.dikewoodmills.org. Here you can download other messages, videos, and find out about all the books and other resources available by Dikewood Mills. May God bless you and your ministry.